Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Lockwood, and on the surface, I teach you how to declutter your home so you can focus on what matters most to you as a mom, which I'm guessing isn't those laundry mountains, dishes stacked to the sky, and the tornadoes you clean up all day. My hope for this podcast is so much more than teaching you to declutter. I record all of my episodes live and in real time so that you can have the experience of a mom friend who gets you and is there for you. My audio isn't perfect, my kids might interrupt us, but the conversations we have are real, impactful, and proof that there are other moms like you that decluttering has worked for. If you want to join me and thousands of other moms for live episodes, go find us on Instagram and Facebook. 
Just search Motherhood Simplified and we'll welcome you with open arms. See you soon. Yay. Okay. Thank you so much, Titania, for doing this episode with us. Um, we are going to be talking about simplifying your technology and monitoring it for your kids. Um, Titania is the CPO, which is, it's the chief parenting officer for Bark, which is a technology company. I'll let her explain all the details of that. But the reason that I was interested in speaking with her today and sharing it with you guys is because we are a family. We have five kids. <laughs> ranging from 14 years all the way down to six months. And our personal beliefs are that we, you know, technology is around, it's here to stay. And we want to be able to have our kids experience it safely and use it. And we want to be able to respect their privacy, but also be aware of anything that might be going on within technology. And that is exactly what Bark helps us as parents do. And this is what Titania is excellent at. So Titania, can you kind of tell us just a little bit about Bark and what it is and, and why you guys are a company? Sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me and thank you um, to everybody who's listening and watching right now. This is a really important topic that affects arguably every parent at some point, um, even as early as their kids can just passively watch a screen. Um, and I'm, I'm just amazed that you're able to handle five. <laughs> I have one, one child. Yes. <laughs> one child and one dog. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, kudos to you. Um, so, so why Bark? Our CEO is actually a dad. His name's Brian Basin. And he was working at Twitter at the time. Uh, he has two boys. And his oldest son was uh, gifted an iPod Touch. And he looked at it and realized, man, what I know about technology and social media is probably more than most parents. And yet I am still not able to keep him as safe as possible online. There's no good solution out there. Um, and so he actually left Twitter to start Bark. And that was about five years ago. Um, fast forward to today. And we are a company that now protects close to 5 million children across the nation. Um, our technology is not only used um, in families within homes, but it's also used at schools across the nation. Um, our Bark for Schools product is free for any school in the country and has actually helped escalate 16 credible school shooting threats to law enforcement, which is just really powerful. Um, we've helped prevent uh, 21 severe self-harm situations, including you know, child suicide. Um, which is unfortunately the second leading cause of death now in children ages 10 to 24. Um, and then we've also escalated over 450 online predators, which is just disgusting and chilling and um, thrilled to be a part of that uh, effort. Um, and, and so what is it and how do we do it? Well, Bark is technology that, that keeps kids safer online and in real life. And what that actually means is that our algorithm will connect with your children's devices, accounts, browser history, what have you, and even YouTube. Um, and it will analyze in the background unobtrusively and look for these, these troublesome issues, whether it's 
cyberbullying, mental health, sexual content, violent content, et cetera. And when our algorithm detects a problem, it will then send you as the parent or caregiver an alert and not only tell you what happened and where and when and with whom, but will also give you best recommended next steps for how to address. Yeah. Yeah. And everything that she said is, is exactly true. It is exactly how it works. And we looked at, you know, like I, like I said, you guys having, whether you give your kids technology or not is a personal decision, but we wanted to, we move a lot. You guys know that we have cousins across the nation, grandparents all over. And we wanted our kids to be able to use technology as a resource, but we wanted them to do it safely. And we looked, my husband is like a, a super researcher and we looked into a lot of other different companies and it was pretty overwhelming because there's, there are other ones out there, but they're, they're complicated. Right. And they like break it all down. And the reason I actually told my husband, like, I don't want to do these other ones. I want to <laughs> like bark is simple. It's simple and it's really, really thorough. And we've been using it for almost a year now. We got it last April. And like she said, it does everything unobtrusively and notifies us of, I would say, like, I joke with my husband, like it's a little overzealous, like yeah. we have, we have the, um, the settings like set to the highest because our kids are only 14, 10 and eight. And all of the notifications that we've received are like screenshots of what they are like, this is a, you know, potential issue is what they say, potential issue. This is the thing. And this is why, and it sends us a screenshot and pretty much every single thing that we've ever been notified is like my husband and my son's trash talking the NFL games. And we're like, like, and it will be like morning violent content. I wish Tom Brady would, you know, get knocked over or whatever. And I mean, the fact that it, like it, it recognizes those things and will be like, Hey, potential. It leaves the power in our hands as parents to be like, is this something that we need to address? Or do we just let it go, right? Like it's my, my husband is the one trash talking to Tom Brady. So <laughs> it's not a real issue, but I love that if there ever is something, I, I can trust that it will, it will notify us and we can choose then like, do we need to have this conversation or not? And I think that's super important just as parents, because I don't know if you guys remember when like AOL instant messenger came out, but my parents didn't let me have it. And so I knew how to get it from my friends' houses and other places. And I knew the loopholes and I think Bark lets it so that you can kind of have that in between, right? You don't have to be like, you can't have it at all, or you can have it completely unrestricted and free range. Bark is a really great in between so that it feels good for you as the parent, but your kids can still feel like they have privacy, right? You're not reading all of their conversations between their friends and all of those things. So, um, Titania, one of the questions that the parents had were, if you have kids who have smartphones and they've never had any kind of monitoring on it, how would you introduce it? Yeah, a great question. That's um, one of the most frequent questions you receive is, you know, how, how do I even talk to my kids about Bark? Because they already have a phone and this is not going to be easy. Um, and so it's really, you know, first of all, as a parent, um, you need just a pep talk of like empowerment. You are their parent. It is your job to keep them safe when they're physically around and also digitally around. Mm -hmm. And so the way I talked about it with my 11 year old son was the fact that, look, 
Jackson, I don't let you ride a bike around the neighborhood without a helmet. And I don't let you ride in a car without a seatbelt. And I'm not gonna let you have this iPhone without some sort of safety measure in place. Um, and so that's, that's just one element of like, it is actually your job to protect them. And so Bark is one way to do that. And they can't argue with that. Like they just, they can't. Um, also, <laughs> you are the parent, you pay the bill. Uh, I think it's another nuance just to say, this is not your phone. This is a phone that we pay for, that we let you use. It is a privilege, not a right. And that privilege can be taken away at any time. Um, and it's also a good time to maybe talk about a family tech contract. Um, we printed one from the Bark blog, but there's, you just can Google family tech contract. There's a million of them all across the internet. They're free. Um, and we sat down as a family and talked about what we will do and what we won't do and what the ramifications are for breaking those rules. Um, and so it's, it is definitely a conversation, not a mandate. Um, but if there's pushback, then you just don't get a phone at all. I mean, it just, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, another thing too is, once children understand the way Bark works, they actually feel a lot better about it because the alternative is every day when my son gets home from school, I say, all right, hand it over. Time for me to look through your phone, um, which is annoying for him. It's time consuming for me. And it's actually not very effective because if he knows I'm going to check his phone, he's going to delete anything that is problematic before I see it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not even going to know if there is a danger. And so, um, letting them know that Bark will not give their parents full unfettered access to all of their devices and accounts, but will simply flag issues that a parent needs to know about is, uh, is again, key and essential to our messaging and essential to the fact that um, no, no technology can replace parenting. Um, Bark is a tool, but the best thing you can do as a parent is to have ongoing, honest conversations with your kids about these difficult topics, you know, suicide, online predators, Etc. and much younger than you thought you might have to. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys know, because we are part of this, you know, this time where technology and social media are everywhere. And a lot of us grew up, you know, in the beginning stages of it. And I think we know firsthand how easy it is to slip into a situation online that all of a sudden you're like, whoa, like looking back, I really shouldn't have been able to do that. Yeah. And it's kind of like these hidden things that, you have, you have to know about as parents, you have to know that they exist to, I think, to pretend like they don't exist or like they won't happen is not fair to your kids, right? Because your kids are going to be the one on the receiving end of that. Um, and so let's kind of talk about that too, because I know you guys have a campaign that you did recently, um, with, I can't remember the name of it, but you'll know what I'm talking about where you had your, the lady go undercover yeah. And she was creating like Instagram accounts and she was getting instantly targeted by predators online. And I don't want to talk about that to scare you because I think that's the worst of the worst, but that is something that is so easy to happen and we don't even realize it. And if you aren't, if you're doing like Titania said, like manually checking it, your kids are, they're going to know how to hide that kind of stuff. Right. And predators teach your kids how to hide that stuff. So you need yeah. something. So let's talk real quick kind of about like the worst of the worst. And then I want to talk, take it a little bit lighter because I think the things that Bark helps with too are these everyday things that you, you might not know about. And I can kind of share some examples of things that, have, that we've caught with our kids. But you want to, yes. 
yeah, so with this undercover project, um, Rue Powell, uh, our head of special projects, went undercover as an 11-year-old and a 15-year-old and a few other personas across social media, including Instagram. Um, our amazing graphic design team manipulated her 37-year-old uh, body to look like these uh, personas, and it was very realistic. And uh, we posted very, very innocent, benign content online. Nothing that could be seen as like a lure, right? Nothing that could be overly sexualized. It was really very innocent. Coffee cups, flowers, puppies, etc. Typical teen and tween content. And like you said, within moments, we were getting messages from adult men that knew the age of the child and still wanted to engage in inappropriate sexual graphic content and communications with this minor. And it, it really brought to light just how pervasive this issue was. Um, you know, these accounts in our case were public, but we also tried it with private accounts. And it's very important for, for parents to know that even if your child has a private Instagram account, they can still receive direct messages from anyone uh, in their inbox. And um, so there's really no way to stop it. There's really no way to protect your child other than either not let them have it or let them have it, use a solution like Bark to alert you when, when dangerous people are talking to them, and then talk about this issue with them. A lot of kids will feel shame or fear, and rightfully so. You know, the first thing they're gonna do is not run to mom or dad or caregiver and say, hey, this creepy dude's contacting me, because they're afraid that you'll just take the phone away or make them get off Instagram. Um, and they don't, they don't want and they don't deserve to be punished for raising that to you, what they need is support and tactics for how to deal with it, how to report, how to block uh, therapy, perhaps if they have encountered uh, nudity or, or um, troublesome conversations. Um, and so they, they need your support and they need to know that you're a safe place, uh, that they can talk about these sort of things with you and you're not gonna freak out. Yeah, yeah. And I think the best thing about Bark is that it, it, gives, you, it gives you a really easy way to start having these conversations before it's a problem. You can tell them things like, we're going to install Bark on your phone because this is this is the things that could be, this can happen. That's it. This it. can happen. And we want you to be prepared for it. And we want you to know how to handle it if it happens, right? I don't wanna say if and when, because we don't wanna scare our kids, but we can say, if this happens, we've already had the conversation. And mom and dad will get that notification. So you don't even have to, you know, if, if it freaks you out, you know that Bark, we update it once a day and we'll get that notification and we can handle it, right? Because like you said, they don't understand it, right? They're going to feel weird about it because that's how predators work. Yeah, that's, um, that's another thing I want to just point out real quick is that a lot of people have the misconception that predators are just creepy, unintelligent dudes that live in their mother's basement. Um, and they're actually very smart. Yeah. They, uh, in our project, we found no common thread between them other than they were all male. They were doctors, lawyers, dentists, teachers, pastors, dads. They had kids of their own. Um, there is no one stereotype for predator, which means they can be very smart and very manipulative. And, um, there are entire manuals that live on the line about how to groom a child. And so it's disgusting and we have to fight it. And of course, talking about it today is one way to do that. Using bark is one way to do that. 
um, and empowering your children to, to speak up when something uncomfortable surfaces is very important. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that alone is one of the reasons that we got it if that kind of thing happens, but just kind of like on an, on a more, on a less intense scale, on a less intense scale, bark is also super practical and great to have because, um, it, I, I honestly, I don't know how the algorithm works. I don't understand the technology at all, but you know, there's been times where my daughter will, or my, any of my kids will like send us texts tattling, you know, or complaining or venting about something that's happened and we'll get a bark notification. That's like warning. Like, I think we got one of like possible depression or something in my daughter. And it wasn't that it was, but she was, she was very upset and she was venting about a situation. And I think it was like tagged as cyberbullying too, because she was venting about something that happened uh, to us as parents, but my kids are young. Right. And so they're, they're still not really in that world yet, but if I get a notification of maybe a conversation that she's having with a friend and I can see the little snippet of it, I can gauge whether I need to be like, you know, check in with her. Like, are you okay? You know, what's going on? Like, how, how was your day? How are things with your friends? How are things at school? Just so that I kind of have a, a tool belt, right? To be able to check in with my kids in a way that, and I think sometimes people feel a little weird about it because they're like, you know, if my kids didn't have phones, I wouldn't be sitting at the lunch table with them listening in on every conversation. And that's true. But when you have kids with phones and we know this too, as parents and as adults, we say things online that we wouldn't say in real life. Right. And your kids are having that same kind of interaction with each other. So I think you have to, you have to bend a little bit. Yeah. We don't listen to all of their conversations at the lunch table, but they don't have opportunities to have conversations like they would online at the lunch table either. So yeah. (laughs) You said it. Um, I'll just speak to a few examples where bark has really helped that aren't of the most severe variety. Um, You know, spam is rampant on all of our phones, whether it's phone calls or texts and someone texted him a, a link to buy pills that will help him stay erect longer. Uh, And I was just like, really, really? So now we've got to talk to, you know, our 11 year old about erections and and erectile dysfunction. So yay, thank you spam. Um, But it was was a lighthearted moment because he actually, before the Barkler even came to me, he came to me and was like, mom, this is sketchy. How do I block this person? And I was so proud of him because we got to talk about the fact that spam exists and here's how you block somebody and ooh, that's so weird and gross. And thank you for telling this to me. We'll deal with it together. Um, Another thing that is interesting to watch take place is now that some of his other friends have smartphones as well, the, the way that they text is just fascinating. And someone used an eggplant emoji, you know, as a joke, but we got to talk to him about the fact that like, we don't, we're not going to do that right now. You're 11 and the eggplant, for those of you who don't know, is uh, symbolic of male genitalia. And um, of course it's funny, but it's also crude. And so we, we are not doing that uh, until further notice. Um, you know, boys will trash talk, you know, they're, they'll be gaming online, but they'll also be texting and saying, you're trash, like leave the chat group, that sort of thing. And it reinforces those conversations around just being kind. Like it's okay to be competitive, but be kind. Yeah. Um, 
Also, kids today love to make videos and upload to YouTube and TikTok and all the places. And again, we talk about what's appropriate and a digital footprint and how whatever you do lives online forever. And even if you delete it on your phone, somebody else could have taken a screenshot or a screen grab. Um, they maybe actually didn't totally delete it. It could live in their deleted folder and it lives on a server somewhere. So you gotta be real careful about what you put out there. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I, we kind of mentioned it before too, but Bart gives you a way to be proactive with this and it makes it really easy. It's a really easy way to have these conversations, right? I think sometimes we feel kind of awkward as parents, like how do we sit down? You know, we're just having our normal days. How do we sit down and talk to them about like online predators? The way that you do it is say, Hey, we're going to install this on your phone because these predators exist, right? It's just an easy way to have these conversations. And even like she was saying, an easy way to have conversations about how we speak kindly to our friends, <laughs> because that's the same thing that comes up with my sons. Yeah, absolutely. And even, you know, just take it back to the, hey, you know how sometimes our fire alarm or smoke alarm will, you know, send off a little warning because we have to replace the battery? Same thing. Like, we're not going to focus about our house burning down every day. We're not going to freak out about carbon monoxide poisoning. But same thing with your phone. Like, there are definitely dangers. They have happened to other kids just like you and families just like ours. And so we're going to take the steps to protect ourselves. Mm -hmm. And will we need to talk about this every day? No. But when it does come up, we're going to replace the batteries. We're going to talk about it. We're going to deal with it together as a family because that's, that's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, if you have kids who have phones and they've never had any kind of monitoring before, I think it's totally okay. And also your responsibility to say, hey, I had no idea that these phones were, you know, it was so easy to fall into these on, you know, these sketchy situations. We had no idea. We found out about Bark or whatever it is that you decide to use. And we're going to put this in place. Okay. And it's okay to go back and be like, we just didn't know. We're going to change our mind. <laughs> exactly. Right. I mean, we're, we're living in a time where, you know, everybody's trying to be the perfect everything, wife, sister, friend, athlete, Pinterest decorator, etc. And um, it's okay to let your children know, like, I'm not a perfect parent and I should have known about this earlier and I didn't, but I'm going to do what I can to keep you safe. And this is what we're doing. And this is why. Yeah. Yeah. And this is why, and this is why it's really important. Yeah. If you give them a really good reason, they're, they're likely not going to push back. Um, and the Bark blog, you guys, is really, really great too. They have a ton of resources. I actually read one. I didn't read it for a long time. It kept popping up the one about TikTok. And I was like, I don't want to see it. I don't want to know what is on TikTok. And I opened it up and I read it and it was like, this is the reality of what TikTok is. This is how kids use TikTok. And it was really, really good because I was like, I don't, I don't have to fear TikTok anymore. I can see the parameters of where and how my kids can use it safely and have that conversation with them. So their blog and just their site in general, it's bark.us, right? Yeah. Bark.us. Um, has a ton of resources for you as a parent. And then depending on your, the ages of your kids, you can have them read that stuff too, right? Like they're probably already going to read things like that. Yeah, um, you know, to your point, this, this most recent video, um, it's, it's stonefishvideo.com. We call it the stonefish project um, because a stonefish kind of lies in hiding and unassuming and then strikes. And uh, it's kind of like what we did with our, with our persona, but 
Um, I actually watched the video with my son. It's about nine and a half minutes. And there were two portions of it that I fast forwarded through. And I told him why. One was when the uh, text messages between a predator and our persona were particularly graphic and just incredibly disturbing. I told him, I said, hey, this guy is saying some really terrible stuff to this person and we don't need to see it. So I'm gonna fast forward through these 30 seconds. And he was like, cool. And then at the end, um, when we actually see our persona meet up in real life with a predator who thinks she's 15, um, the things that he's saying to her to try to get her to go up to a hotel room were also very disturbing. And so again, I said, Jackson, the things he's saying to her right now are so gross. We're going to fast forward to the part where she gets away safely. Yeah. And so, yeah, going through these things with your children is key to help remove some of that just awkwardness and embarrassment and stigma. Um, you know, another, another great resource that I'd love to tell people about is Good Pictures, Bad Pictures. Um, it's a book you can get on Amazon. It, it helps you talk about pornography with your kids, which is no easy topic. Yeah. Um, and then also to the point of like explaining to your kids the why, I used to get so mad and, and just be like, Jackson, like disconnect, get off the gaming and do the thing and whatever, you know, because I said so. But once I told him why, you know, this is what it's doing to your brain. It stimulates the same part of your brain as sugar or drugs or alcohol. And it's either you're in control of your PS4 or it's in control of you. What are you gonna do? Yeah. And it just, it helped to reframe it from mom's the bad guy to the screens of that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really. And then I just think about it too. Like when we're having these kinds of conversations, you know, in the home proactively in a, in a positive way, you know, it might not feel positive, right? Because they're going to be, they might push back. They might be upset. They might feel whatever they, whatever they do. But when something happens in their real life, those are the things that they're going to remember. They're going to be like, Oh, mom told me about this. Mom knows something about this. <laughs> I <can> go to her. <laughs> Right. Mom knows what that word means. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. Or my mom said that people do this. Like, I don't know. It's, it's crazy out there. It's crazy out there. It really is. And I think you have to be proactive. I think if you can be proactive with it and have something like Bark that helps you be proactive, like you won't regret it. And the thing is like, we got it. It was like, I think we got the yearly subscription. It's like $9 a month or you can get it. I have a code so you can get it for like $7 a month. And it just, that's insane to me. First of all, I'm like, how do they even stay in business? Um, <laughs> I guess if you have a lot of people, but it's $7 a month to me is like worth the peace of mind for real, the peace of mind, first of all, but also just having support and having these conversations with my kids, right? Like it's, I'm not going to say it's like a therapist, but I mean, like, it gives me a really easy way to do this stuff. And it's, it's just awesome. We, as parents, we, we are so, even though we're so connected, like online, we're also so much more disconnected from each other. It really does take a village and I miss having an in real life village, you know? And so this is our new village. These, these podcasts, these Facebook lives, these parent groups on Facebook, um, technology like Bark. Like we have to band together in different ways because parenting is hard and every child is different. So there's no manual that you can follow that will apply to every child. Um, so we really, really have to work together to, to get through this. It is the hardest yet most rewarding yet hardest job on the planet. Yeah. It's right up there. Like being a mom, you're like the moms to 
bark. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I can't remember. There was something else that I wanted to ask, but I, I can't remember off the top of my head. But one of the moms says that, you know, it's crazy as to how involved my children are with social media. I want to trust my older kids, but I also need to protect them. It's so hard to find that boundary. My younger kids play online games and it's also hard to keep them protected. And it is. And to be honest, like part of, oh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Part of my struggle with being able to protect my kids and put these boundaries up is that I don't even understand technology myself, right? Like I, I don't understand the algorithms. I don't understand how it works. I don't understand how people can just invade my inbox, but you know, it's just crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, so one question that my husband had, which I'm just going to ask this for him, okay. <laughs> his thing is like, cause we have to sync the phones up to our computer uh-huh. and I'm assuming that there's a reason for that. And it's a big uh-huh. tech reason because that's how they actually monitor stuff. Do you know about this or is this something for another time? Um, so I think I know what you're asking and I think I have the answer. If I don't, we'll do it for another time. But, um, you know, because bark is software that monitors in a variety of ways and a variety of platforms, every platform is different. So, I have an iPhone and my son has an iPhone and I have a MacBook Air. And so with that setup, I had to connect his iPhone to my MacBook one time to get them talking to each other. And then from there, every time that his phone was at our house and my computer was open and on, it would automatically back up. So it was like a one-time thing and then we're good to go from there. When he used to have an Android phone, um, I didn't need my laptop. I would just have the Bark app on my iPhone and he had the Bark app for kids on his Android and that's how they would talk to each other. Yeah. Um, so it, it really just depends on what you have as the parent and what your kid has. And that's why you just go to our website, bark.us, you sign up for your free trial, you tell our system what you have and what they have and what you want to connect and then we'll tell you the best way to get that done. Yeah, that was the thing that my husband was like, it's like the setup was a little bit confusing, but I actually just scheduled a call with one of the customer IT people and they literally walked me through it all, got it all set up. And then I don't have to do anything other than open up my computer and sync it. And it just automatically does it. So that was, he's like, don't they have a way to just like automatically make it happen? And I'm like, I don't think that's even possible with how intense and in depth they monitor things. It doesn't just automatically happen. No, that's, that's not, it's not because of inability on our end. It's, it's Apple, honestly, Apple, uh, has a lot of policies in place. Um, ever since there were some major Russian hacks (laughs) back in 2017. And so they just changed some things. And so it's just not that easy with anything Apple related. It's much easier with Android. It's much easier with Kindle. It's much easier with Chrome. Um, And we hope Apple will get there one day, but it is what it is. And we have an amazing team that will stay on the phone with you as long as you need them to and walk you through every bit of it. Yep. They did. I was like, help me. I'm a mom with kids and I don't understand technology. (laughs) Help me. Um, me. Yeah. And they did. So one other question right now, you guys only work with like iPhones, Androids, not Playstations. Right. So we do not monitor PlayStations yet. Um, if you work for PlayStation and you're listening to this, call me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey guys, email PlayStation. Be like, work with Bark. We need them. 
we, we really do. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, we, we hope that whether or not they work with Bark or not, they will implement some safety measures within the most popular games that children are playing because those chats that are taking place are where predators are grooming your children. So, um, you know, one tip until that happens is to just make sure your kids are playing video games and on the consoles and common family areas where you can kind of be in the know and look over their shoulder. And also they're not using a headset that would protect conversations from your earshot. Make sure you can, you can hear what's being said. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys who are saying that you need it for PlayStation, seriously, I'm not kidding you. Email them. Companies like Bark and companies like PlayStation want to help you and they don't know how to help you unless you as the consumer tell them. So go tell them, tell them you want Bark for your PlayStation that you we want BP. to protect your kids. We got BPA out of bottles. We can get Bark onto PlayStation. Seriously. Yeah. If we can do that, like we can get Bark on PlayStation. It, it, we can do that. Yes. <laughs> so go tell them. Um, and then kind of like she said too, like for our kids, we, if they want to play online with their friends, they have to FaceTime their friends and then they just play together. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I'm not going to, yeah, that's what we do. She said, I'll email them. Email will be sent. Yes. Okay. Don't, don't fall to peer pressure. Like I, my kid is so good at using it against me. Well, all my friends can do such and such. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Don't care. Your kids can absolutely peer pressure you. That's funny. <laughs> Don't give in to them yeah. uh, on this anyway. Um, okay. Well, thank you so much for this, Titania. If you guys want Bark, like I said, I can get you a link so that you can get it. It's $9 a month, unlimited devices um, for the devices that they work with, PlayStation, TBA. <laughs> um, yeah. But like I have, it's $7 a month. I can get you and all of your kids' phones can be covered and set and you'll be good to go. Um, totally worth it. Or you can get, I think even less, like 72 for the whole year. So basically you get two months free. Um, worth it. I mean, you could pay $70 for a session with a therapist and be like, how do I have these conversations? Or you can just get Mark and it can be really easy. <laughs> All right, everybody, the link for all of that will be in the description of the podcast. I'm going to put some other links um, that Titania mentioned, you know, good pictures, bad pictures, the stonefish, stonefish video. Video.com, yeah. Yeah. Um, and just anything else that might be helpful for you in protecting your kids and simplifying this for you. We will see you on the next episode. Hey, friend, did you love this episode? If you did. I would love if you took a screenshot of it and shared it with somebody else. Okay. The whole point of this is to create a community of moms who get each other, who support each other and who, when they find something that helps them, they share it with somebody. So I would love if you shared this podcast with somebody with maybe just a little note about how it helped you or how it inspired you so that it can help somebody else. I would also love it if you left me a review. Leaving a review lets me get better stats on the internet and blah, blah, blah. Basically, it helps me help more moms like you. I would so appreciate it. If you hated this episode, I'm sorry, but I'm also kind of impressed that you listened to it all and you're still listening. So still leave me a review, still share it <laughs> because I'm sure somebody can benefit from it. I'll see you guys on the next episode.
Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, Head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.